Okay, good morning. <clears throat> Today is Wednesday, June 28th, almost the end of June. Six months down, another six to go. Uh, I hope everyone's well. This is uh, class two in the new series, Cosmology and Earth History. Uh, cosmology, Cosmogenesis, Earth History, Solar System History. Working from um, Lawrence Manzo's compilation, Law of One Earth History Timeline document, page two, before the beginning, before the, in the beginning, Maldek, uh, we have uh, some discussion of cosmogenesis from last time, briefly, Ra's explaining the first knowable is infinity, or the source of all is infinity, that has natural intelligence or awareness. It became aware, then uh, focalizes or gets focused into infinite energy. So we have intelligent infinity or infinite intelligence to infinite energy, intelligent energy. Um, seventh chakra, sixth chakra correlation. Um, source and its focalizing. And that focalizing is what we would call God or love or logos, he's raw said. And so the statement from 13.7 last time, the creator with a capital C, the one infinite creator, is uh, now here we're talking about the creator of light. Uh, now the creator of light is not essentially another being than intelligent infinity. It's just that intelligent infinity um, is and its capacity to do um, requires a focalizing uh, to the logo, to logos and the cre light creator principle. So logos is the creator of light, letting there be light. The creator is the focusing of infinity as an aware or conscious principle called by us intelligent infinity. Uh, so <clears throat> the whether whether you have infinity that becomes aware and becomes intelligent infinity or it's naturally aware in and uh, of omniscience of course and uh, focalizes and uh, that focus is called logos you basically have um, infinite the the in infinitude of source then it's focalizing then it's uh, it, it's infinite reaction, <laughs> the infinite reaction of its production of light into galaxies and star systems, solar systems and planets and dimensions and then laws. And so this is cosmogenesis, the genesis of um, the entire multidimensional cosmos of galaxies, uh, which themselves represent octaves or seven dimensional systems. And so down the line, patterns of energy be begin to regularize their own local rhythms and fields of energy, thus creates dimensions and universes. It's pretty straightforward. It's not um, simple. <laughs> Don at 1310 uh, feels that Ra's answer at 139 <laughs> was um, a gap or uh, missed something. Ra's just talking philosophically about the concept of light. And so while we can say that the nature of all, Ra said, the nature of all energy is light, 
that light is a concept. And so creation is um, in the mind of creator. Light is a concept, or light is a phenomenon before energy, you see, before seven rays. Light is a, is a phenomenon that is of logoic mind. Therefore, it's a concept. It, it's in some ways an illusion. The illusion of light, the illusion of limits, the concept of light. Uh, it, it's, you know, life is but a dream. Um, right from the start, the idea is that uh, the only real is the source of light, while light itself is illusory because it's conceptual, it's a finitizing, it's, it's a form, a limited form appearance of the infinite. So anyway, we'll get into this a little bit more and then move to the timeline little by little. Today we're going to go into page two, uh, Don asking Ra to fill in the great leap that I mistakenly made, but I don't think he really made a great mistake or he made a great leap, or there was a leap, but I don't think there was any mistake there. Uh, 1311, uh, he's asking, uh, what are the steps that occurred after that step? <laughs> what step? Um, this is simply the, the, the sequence, what we understand as a sequence of creation, creation from source to uh, galaxies with dimensions and planets and, and beings. Ross said, first of all, that there are not steps while we can say 1311. The steps, as you call them, are at the point of question is simultaneous and infinite. So we have infinite steps that are all simultaneous and they're not even, they're not, it, it isn't a multiplicity. It just is a uh, described we we in our describing um seeking we, we can't really describe infinite simultaneity it's the all that is one <clears throat> um the stages that are are not um separated in time so simultaneous means there is no past present future or linear sequence Infinite means you can't even say there are parts and steps. It's all, um, the all is all. But the all being all <clears throat> leads to the beginning of time and space or leads to time and space. So, all right, <laughs> you, if there's any question, I mean, I can't say I understand perfectly. In fact, I wouldn't say I understand anything perfectly. But uh, <laughs> I think it's enough. Uh, I want to, in the interest of time and not spending two hours on a single page, um, if you have questions about it, uh, ponder it more deeply. But it is pretty straightforward upon several readings and reflection. So 1312 is where we start the new material. Don's asking, how exactly is it that intelligent infinity became individualized from itself? Ross says it's an appropriate question. Bear in mind that individual intelligent infinity <clears throat> doesn't actually individualize from itself. It appears in individualized forms, beginning with the focalizing that's called logos, the principle of logos, which is galactic, solar, atmonic, and conscious mind even. So 
four levels of logos represent uh, focalizings of intelligent infinity, but not from itself, of itself. Meaning, what appears to be a portion because we see its limited form, like the form of a galaxy or a solar system or Atmanic seven chakra field or the conscious mind, these <clears throat> energy consciousness fields um, are apparent individualizations of infinity, but <clears throat> the nature of that the nature of that apparently individualized so-called portion is still infinity. It's not apart from source. It's simply a manifestation that to our limited perception appears uh, only as its individualized form. Meanwhile, its individualized form is only a portion of its nature, or its, its, uh, its, even its appearance is greater than what we see. So, okay, this is another angle, this is another way of talking about the infinite and simultaneous uh, cosmogenesis. <clears throat> Intelligent infinity discerned a concept the concept was discerned due to freedom of will of awareness. The concept was finity. This was the first and primal paradox or distortion of the law of one. Thus the one intelligent infinity invested itself in an exploration of manyness. Due to the infinite possibilities of intelligent infinity, there is no ending to manyness. The exploration thus is free to continue infinitely in an eternal present. So the endless exploration <clears throat> of the endless um, generation of manyness. Uh, before there was light, uh, infinity, which is uh, of boundless awareness, um, omniscience, discerned uh, that uh, there's a concept called finity, which is the the Antipath uh, what antithesis antithesis of its nature. There could be, and that's the nature of concept versus reality in general. Concept is a manifestation of is a polarized manifestation of a holistic reality whose nature cannot be expressed fully by concept. So concept is inevitably partial. <clears throat> Therefore, I talk about the ignorance of knowing. Therefore, knowing is always limited and partial because it's concept-based. Even if there's epiphany and uh, moments of uh, insight, supramundane insight, adipanya and vipassana, realization of true nature in certain ways, yet later um, conscious understanding is mediated by concept thus limited, thus um, not quite so. The concept never fits the reality. The concept of light doesn't fit the fact of the nature of light being infinity. Mm. So, intelligent infinity source discerns the concept of infinity. This here is called the first and primal paradox or distortion of the law of one. Interestingly, here we see law of one prior to seven rays. So to say the law of one is only of six density is mistaken. Uh, the understanding of unity, I don't know, I mean, I, I really think it's kind of funny to call it the law of one. The, the, the law, the word law in Sanskrit, 
commonly translated as Dhamma or a Dharma. Pali is Dhamma. Sanskrit is Dharma with an R. Uh, dharma as law or truth. And so there's the truth of, uh, you know, infinite unity or unified infinity. That's a reality. That's Sat. That's Tat Sat. And yet it can be called a law simply because it is and cannot be changed and is a parameter in which so-called beings do so-called evolution. So it's the reality of one, the, the truth of um, absolute unity, which whose nature is infinity. That's another way of putting it. But that awareness of unity um, or the reality of unity, infinite unity, um, is also prior, is essentially prior to seven rays or six density. There is no six density at this point in the, in the so-called sequence. So six density, six chakra, awareness of unity is the beginning of the awareness of unity, not the culmination. Then it goes on, so intelligent, one intelligent infinity invests in itself, invests itself, uh, God, uh, you know, spark of light invests that in all uh, consciousness uh, phenomena. So, a boundless, unending exploration of manyness whose nature is one and infinite. There's no end to it. Exploration goes on forever, but forever is now. 1313, was the galaxy we are in created by intelligent, by the infinite intelligence or was it created by a portion of the individualized infinite intelligence? And so bear in mind, again, that anything that appears as a portion, including logos, uh, is uh, simply a form-based limited appearance whose nature is infinity. Ra at 1313 answers the galaxy. And this is what Ra commonly use the word universe for galaxy, it seems. They say, now here they're using the term galaxy, the galaxy and all of the things of material of which you are aware, meaning light and uh, seven ray frequencies, are products of individualized portions of intelligent infinity. Okay. As each exploration began, it in turn found its focus and became co-creator. Using intelligent infinity, each portion created an universe, galaxy, and allowing the rhythms of free choice to flow, playing with the infinite spectrum of possibilities, each individualized portion channeled the love light, which is the logoic principle, into what you might call intelligent energy, thus creating the so-called natural laws of any particular universe, galaxy. Each universe, or galaxy, in turn, individualized to a focus becoming in turn co-creator, that's the sub-logo, solar, and allowing further diversity thus creating further intelligent energies, regularizing or causing natural laws to appear in the vibrational patterns of what you call a solar system. So galaxy, the creator, galactic logos, um, let's, uh, is that which uh, creates or generates the light that becomes a galaxy. Naturally, that goes to co-creator or sub-logos, and then you have further <clears throat> development into solar systems. Thus, each solar system has its own, shall we say, local coordinate system of illusory natural laws. <laughs> Only Ra speaks this way. <clears throat> each solar system with its local coordinate system of illusory natural laws. 
It should be understood that any portion, no matter how small, of any density or illusory pattern contains, as in an holographic picture, the one creator which is infinity, thus all begins and ends in mystery. It's a mystery to us how each apparently separate portion, uh, quote, contains the one creator which is infinity, the one infinite creator. It contains infinity? Not quite, I'd say. Um, it is a manifestation of infinity in the appearance of delimited form and thus manyness. So the appearance of manyness and form, form meaning matter, delimited objects of matter with energy fields that are themselves delimited, limited, that is um, also appearance of the one infinite greater. You know, everything's everything. That's the idea. <laughs> and, you know, some people get stoned and think that. Some people uh, get stoned or don't get stoned, but have a real experience of everything is everything. Uh, once upon a time, I had a very direct experience a couple of times of how incredibly precious and important and meaningful, this was a composite of a few different ones, experiences of how incredibly precious and beautiful all phenomena is, how incredibly important and meaningful, important, meaning necessary. It's sort of like, what's important? What does it even mean to, to have something that's important? It's valued higher by uh, a subject. A subject values this and values that. What's considered important is of a higher value to the person. What does that even mean, a value? <laughs> what they consider important? Eh, well, that's tautology, so let's try not to do that. What even does it mean to be of a higher value and thus called important? <laughs> e, where do you go with that? Well, what does important mean? It means valued higher. And what is valued higher? Well, that's called important, but that just is circular. Uh, as far as I could tell, as far as I can, uh, on the hot seat, give some understanding, important is more centered to uh, of, of source. Upward spiraling light, seeking, beings uh, experiencing endless dukkha, whether it's sukha dukkha or dukkha dukkha, meaning some dissatisfactoriness, there is seeking. There, there, is, there is distress, dismay. There is seeking from it. That's what we're doing. That's why there's desire, because we're in Kamaloka. <laughs> endless desire. Why? Because there's endless seeking to move out of a current condition of dukkha or dissatisfactoriness. What's really important, essentially, would be the determination, what, what anyone calls important, is what they value higher in their essential purpose. Now, everybody has a different notion of what's important to them. Ultimately, what they consider essential for their purpose would be higher of higher value and thus, quote, important. My experience was all phenomena are profoundly important to... Um, creation as is or important to me <laughs> and then another aspect of that experience or that, that type of experience was how meaningful 
how endlessly significant everything is. All phenomena are endlessly significant and endlessly important and valuable and precious and beautiful and um, necessary. But it's not an intellectual, but it was very much associated with this big love feeling of, of gratitude. So that may be contact with intelligent infinity or something. But um, this notion that any portion, quote, or any, any phenomena that we see as limited and thus consider it a portion, no matter how small, meaning we're perceiving it relatively as smaller, of any density or illusory pattern, density equals illusory pattern, as in a holographic, holographic picture or holography or hologram, so-called holograph, the one creator which is infinity, uh, look around you, see the creator. That's the basis of that practice. And it's not to be seen, it's to be felt and known. Okay, 1314, Don asks, could you tell me how the individualized portion of intelligent infinity created our galaxy, that the same portion created our solar system, and if so, how it came about? Rob acknowledges some confusion in the question and acknowledging they have some confusion or misperception. We may have misperceived your query. We are under the distortion impression that we had responded to this particular query, would you restate? And Don goes, primarily then, how the, shall we say, this is session 13, so this is still new, a new relationship here. How the planetary system that we're in now evolved. Was it all created at once, or was there first our sun created and this something inaudible was created? How did it happen? Uh, he's not quite yet getting the uh, apparent uh, sequentiality of what Ra's saying from infinity to to concept affinity to desire to manifest to galactic to solar to planetary. Ra said 1315 the process is from the larger in your illusion to the smaller. Thus the co-creator, the co-creator I think means sublogos or here, okay, uh, this is galactic. Ra, you know, goes to different uh, terms sometimes. Co-creator, in this case, individualizing the galaxy, meaning generating the light that generates the form of a galaxy with its octave multidimension situation. Co-creator, logos, individualizing the galaxy, so galactic logos, created energy patterns which then focused in multitudinous focuses or foci of further conscious awareness of intelligent infinity. Thus, the solar system of which you experience inhabitation is of its own patterns, rhythms, and so-called natural laws which are unique to itself. However, the progression is from the galaxy spiraling energy to the solar spiraling energy to the planetary spiraling energy to the experiential circumstances of spiraling energy which began the first density of awareness or consciousness of planetary entities. So, from galactic to solar to planetary, um, then to so-called individual beingness or being that um, experiences circumstance, <laughs> so-called time and space. So that's the sequence of that which is so essentially simultaneous and infinite. Uh, okay. And then there's a discussion very usefully about um, the first several densities. 1316, 
Don asks, could you tell me about this first density of planetary entities? Uh, Ra's answer, each step recapitulates intelligent infinity in its discovery of awareness. In a planetary environment, all begins in what you'd call chaos, energy undirected and random in its infinity. Slowly, in your terms of understanding, meaning temporality, there forms a focus of self-awareness. Thus the Logos moves. Light comes to form the darkness. It sounds like the Genesis story, right? Light comes to form the darkness according to the co-creator's patterns and vibratory rhythms, so constructing a certain type of experience. Thus begins first density, which is the density of consciousness, mineral and water life upon the planet, learning from fire and wind. The awareness of being. This is the first density. <laughs> it, beautiful, rich answer there. So we have continual recapitulation um, of the prior. It's it's basically like you know Fibonacci code and pi sequences. All that mathematics. Um, gives a indication to some of the law, logoic laws, by which light becomes energy and energy f manifests matter and form. So, if we're talking about first density um, in the planetary environment after the solar, it starts in chaos, un energy undirected and random. This is where we have mineral and water only or mineral and water not yet settled down to ready to learn from fire and wind. Four element theory from bottom to up, bottom up goes um, earth, water, fire, air, mineral, water, fire, wind, same sequence of four. The earth as uh, the, the tetrad and the quadrant and the square, four sided as four element bases of fourth density of the physical planet. Okay, so interestingly, likewise you can look at somebody, I mean I could do an hour on just 13, 16, um, you can look at certain people and their astrological and elemental balance is predominantly earth and water, which here Ra calls mineral and water, which is a better actually phrase than earth. What is earth? Earth is mineral. Well, uh, lower uh, basically, all body embodied life. This, see, this is the this is the development of the forms, uh, hosting consciousness. So form and consciousness evolve in parallel together. Likewise, you can tell the mind from the body, or the face, in some way. Not uh, you have to be kind of adept as much as you can, but or careful, but. Uh, form reveals uh, consciousness and function reveals uh, the, some things about the nature of the being that is functioning <laughs> or its nature so in first density initially there's sort of uh, chaos uh, and uh, earth water or mineral and water uh, not yet organized not yet settled down to be organized to learn quote from fire and air fire and wind what would assist what assists the mineral and water moving into second density so but people there are people whose bodies are significant body and face significantly shows um, 
earth-water predominance, and others who are more angular and uh, more hot and show more of a fire-air, fire-wind uh, dominance. That doesn't mean they're more evolved necessarily, but the body might be. And so there's the clod and the refined, um, delicate fingers. <laughs> so the, the way from clod to delicacy, a delicate form, um, is uh, by the organization of mineral and water by fire and wind. So in any case, okay, 1317, does this first density progress to greater awareness? Well, it's the beingnesses or beingness of the evolving uh, mineral water learning from fire and wind that does uh, form formal progression but it is it you know as and as that happens second density um, begins as what minerals uh, water-based mineral um, gets whipped into shape <laughs> or interplays with fire and and air to develop some kind of awareness <laughs> some kind of awareness of being Awareness of being is um, a kind of coalesce, coalescing of uh, awareness. It's not just awareness, it's awareness of being. And then over time and response to phenomena catalyst, uh, that awareness becomes, uh, moves towards the sense of uh, beingness, and I'm a be I am a being, and then selfhood from second join you know begins in third. So does this first density progress to greater awareness? You can say the density progresses. You can say the beings progress. Ra answers the th the spiral energy, which is the characteristic of what you call light, moves in straight line spiral, thus giving spirals an inevitable vector upwards to a more comprehensive beingness with regards to intelligent infinity. So we're talking about an apparent progression from lower to higher from you know clawed to uh, quote return to intelligent infinity or source the spiraling the, the light spirals upward and not necessarily physically upward although the chakra system from lower root to upper crown you know in 3d view is a physical upward Upward means back to source, um, and that's what ultimately beings deem important, whether they're clear or confused, or regardless of how clear they may be. What any being deems important and valuable, or valuable thus important, is what that being at that time determines is essential or more, more valuable to fulfillment of purpose. What purpose? Whatever they think is their purpose. But essentially, there's only one game in town. One uh, channeler said this. Only one game in town, or somebody said this, which is soul evolution, or evolution of uh, light in form, or evolution of form and consciousness as a manifestation of light. That's all that's going on here. Or that's the essential, uh, you know, <laughs> opus, uh, magnum opus, the magnum opus, the great work is um, evolution of awareness, 
uh, return to source. Um, the uh, greater light development or the liberation of light from darkness, uh, the return of the apparent part to source, a return not only in form but return in awareness and, and capacity. Okay, so spiraling energy moves in a straight line spiral, thus giving spirals an inevitable vector upwards to more comprehensive beingness, you know, more holistic, more whole, more unified, more at one with regards to intelligent infinity, more at one or aligned with or resonant with source. Thus, first dimensional beingness strives towards second dimensional, second density lessons of a type of awareness which includes growth rather than dissolution or random change. So in first density, we're talking about slow development of the awareness of being. So awareness of being. As awareness of being hits a certain point, um, that consciousness then becomes, you know, old dinoflagellate or the uh, single-celled organisms that some people <laughs> might think are the first animal you know, second density creature. Maybe they are, maybe they're not. I don't know. But um, first dimensional beingness, awareness where that beingness is developing, the, that so-called portion is developing an awareness of beingness. But there still is a randomness to it. Water comes and goes, minerals, volcanoes come and go. They do this, they do that, the wind blows in, in an organized way, but not necessarily associated with its own beingness growth. You know, there, there's a certain, I mean, it's really not random, but it's in accord with um, logoic law. It hasn't individuated from simply uh, adherence to the laws of physics, planetary laws of physics, associated with physical dimension. Um, or planetary process, there hasn't been yet an individuation from the planetary logoic uh, laws in the sense of coordinated uh, growth of uh, that awareness of beingness. <laughs> so the movement then in second density, the movement is the characteristic. So movement, lower second density beings begin to move about, move within and upon its being. So Ra explains this, this is what is, is 13, 18. What do you mean by growth? Okay, so in 1317, in this transit of, in the comparison of first density and second density life, in 1D, you have uh, beingness striving uh, with a development of um, uh, awareness of being learning the awareness of being that development of learning or awareness learning greater awareness of being then um, becomes a sort of coalesce takes the show on the road in a sense and moves out of random change and dissolution to a a sort of systemic apparently individualized portion uh, system of uh, particular growth 
First dimensional beingness strives towards second dimension, second density lessons of awareness. This is still, you know, development of, of sat or the development of chit. Develop, moving towards sat chit, everything is about chit, if we want to call that awareness or use the word awareness above consciousness. Uh, second density includes growth rather than only dissolution or random change. What do you mean by growth? 1318 Ross says, picture if you will. The difference between first vibrational mineral or water life and lower second density beings which begin to move about within and upon its being. The being, its being, the being of mineral and, and uh, water environment. This movement is characteristic of second density, striving towards light and growth. Okay, so there's no individualized striving in mineral water. It simply... Um, acts in accord with planetary law, laws of physics, basically. When then that movement uh, of water, I mean, first vibrational mineral water life, right? They don't say air and wind and fire. In some sense, it's earth and water that develops consciousness, not necessarily wind and fire. That's another matter. <laughs> I don't quite fully understand it, but... Uh, and one, I don't know, one of the Thales, one of the great Greek philosophers had some notion that like everything depends on water. And I think Heraclitus said everything depends on fire. <laughs> They're both right, I would think. They're both right. So, because water and fire arise together, just in the same way that wind and mineral arise together, actually. Polarities, you know, what appears as a polarity, well, every, appear, every apparent, apparent polarity is a unity uh, so that's just a principle and the more polarized the more distorted the more polarized and the less distorted the more unified or at one or non-interruptive non-interfering with what is so okay second density uh, the characteristic of second density is movement but the movement is directed towards light and growth or is growth towards light or s developmental seeking. Seeking. Seeking begins in second density. Then, 1319, by striving toward light, what do you mean? Great, Don's going very carefully step by step. Ross said <laughs> the most simple example. A very simplistic example of second density growth striving towards light is that of the leaf striving towards the source of light, the sun. The leaf worships the sun, of course. Okay, well, that's not too philosophical. Uh, striving towards light essentially for a human mind um, is seeking um, moksha from dukkha seeking liberation release from stress dissatisfaction pain suffering seeking completion seeking the com uh, the completed seeking the end of seeking of course what do we seek we seek the joyous termination completion of seeking we seek the the final state that that we just put it in those words final state the terminal state doesn't mean death it means um, absolute freedom and and nothing more to be done and Gautama always talked about arhan and nibban as having done what needs to be done what needs to be done is is growth uh, completed growth which ultimately means departure from illusion or return to source. <laughs>
which really means leaving the octave, of course. And so striving towards light is striving towards source, is seeking, endless seeking, until uh, to the completed, to the end of seeking. Seeking the end of seeking. Seeking to find and no longer need to seek more. All right. Then we get a big gut punch in 1320. Don asks, is there any physical difference between first and second density? For instance, if I could see a second density planet and a first density planet side by side in my present condition, could I see both of them? Would they both be visible? It's a great question. And Ross said, this is correct, meaning, yes, they're both visible. They're both visible because uh, human consciousness is of third density, thus the lower is visible. The higher, not. And here's what I would call a gut punch. Ross said, all of the octave of your densities would be clearly visible were not the fourth through the seventh freely choosing not to be visible. Now, is it the density clearly choosing or the beings in four through seven clearly choosing or choosing, choosing freely choosing not to be visible? Everybody's choosing is free, sure. <laughs> Choice is free, but consequences are not. Uh, consequences. <laughs> There's a cost to free choosing. It ain't free. Freedom ain't free because there are consequences to any particular choosing, freely choosing. So all the octaves would be clearly visible were they um, were not the fourth through the seventh densities freely choosing not to be visible. Well, who freely chooses? A density or a beings in them? Clearly beings do. Do densities choose not to be visible? Well, a density, what is the density? The density is like a chakra for the logos. The logos in light, ha the, the logoic light manifest, logos manifesting light manifests by that light seven rays called densities <laughs> or coming out in time and space as densities. Uh, when, when light goes to energy, you get seven frequencies, seven densities, seven rays. So you can say that those densities um, are of the Logos. Thus, the Logos chooses to have them veiled or unseen. And then likewise, beings in those densities choose to be uh, veiled or, or hidden. That may be the case. Ra talking about in the future, 4D harvestees, harvestable souls in the beginning of 4D positive on Earth will have to take some time to learn how to make themselves, keep themselves invisible, to freely choose not to be visible. So I would say that it may well be the Logos as the author of every, of densities four through seven, chooses to keep them unseen or invisible to third. Anyway, 1321. Then how does the second density progress to the third? This is bottom page uh, two. One, two, uh, three. Bottom of three. How does the dense second density progress to third? And here we get some interesting talk. Uh, Ross said, 1321. The second density strives towards the third density, which is the density of self-consciousness or self-awareness. The striving takes place through the higher second density forms who are invested, who get invested by third density beings 
with an identity to the extent that they become self-aware mind-body complexes, thus becoming mind-body-spirit complexes and entering third density, the first density of consciousness of spirit. And this is um, very interesting. Uh, just a moment, I have to turn on my air conditioner. consciousness of sweating and I strive upwardly towards the non-sweated condition. So second density itself is striving. Um, all beings are driven by dukkha. What is truly important is what best moves us out of distress or completes our seeking. Seeking for what? Seeking the final end of seeking. <laughs> seeking to finally have that which never leaves, or finally be, or finally know. Terminal seeking, the termination of seeking, the end of the journey. That's what strive, that's the, the destination to which any true striving is seeking, essentially. The people have all sorts of circular, distorted seeking that leads them to go round in circles and uh, make trouble for themselves. <laughs> Most humans seem to very hard not to make trouble for yourself here, it seems. So in this example, which is not the only example, but how second density beings or beingnesses strive towards and then graduate to third density, this uh, occurs one mode is the striving or seeking of 2D flora and fauna is investment. Higher second density forms dogs and cats and um, gorillas and horses and dolphins and elephants, maybe, whales. Uh, one mode of their striving and their seeking and then graduation to three is investment by third density beings or humans with an identity. Okay, so self-consciousness is identity. Leaving sixth density, Ra drops identity. They drop self-consciousness. The sense of self is gone, is finished doesn't mean consciousness or awareness is finished, but the differentiate, you know, the uh, recognition, the belief, the experience of separation is finished. There's consciousness or awareness without uh, separative self or identity. But moving from two to three, in terms of density work, there is a required, the inevitable is the development of identity, whether it's by investment or naturally uh, uh, developing. Uh, so there's this investment invested with identity. Oh, my little frou-frou, you're so cute-cute. Let me give you a pink ribbon for today and a red ribbon tomorrow. I am investing frou-frou, my puppy, little, 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 investing it with an identity and uh, maybe frou-frou will be a human next time around, become self-aware, mind-body, complexes, you see the mind starts to become complex as identities develop. Then with graduation or entering third density, there is becoming mind-body-spirit complex. So the spirit complex begin the, the first experience of beingness, spirit of spirit complex for a beingness, begins in third density. First density of the consciousness of spirit. So you can play all sorts of number games too, Third density is the first density of spirit. <laughs> While 
first density is the first density of form. Mm. While second density is the first density of consciousness. So it, it's, I always have some confusion. Awareness of being begins in first density as mineral and water learns <laughs> awareness of being by getting whipped up by whipped up and beaten around beaten up and uh, trained by fire and wind then um, in second density we begin growth a directed um, development not random change not you know die and that's the end of the story <laughs> you see humans who believe that <clears throat> the, the yolo community have regressed in certain ways to the animal mind Ooh. the animal mind or the first density mind they're, they're on their way down they're devolving yolo is a devolvement of uh, soul evolution is a degradation of upward spiral it's a reversal of upward spiraling light ever seeking greater awareness and um, capacity or knowing uh, because there is some sense that uh, they believe <laughs> uh, after you die you go to dissolved nothingness you go to the you dissolve to the void this is very first density second density um, very um, ignorant of, of spirit complex it's basically like the uh, fluoridated pineal gland calcified um, blocking six chakra like Steiner said materialism is devolutionary that's why the charvakas were despised <laughs> contempted contemptible in ancient Indian philosophical tradition charvakas are the materialists so okay um, some second density beings get a kind of identity investment they move from uh, awareness of being and growth then into to some sense of selfhood and identity and become MBS complexes and enter three and third density is all about consciousness of spirit and that's very important now let me do a time check okay uh, just so you know I was looking <laughs> at let's have some definitions of the word self right self consciousness what is self uh, identity what's identity uh, the sense of self uh, so okay we can go back and forth but that's useless let's not do that the the dear Miriam Merriam Webster gives us nothing much and says uh, self <laughs> what is self uh, as a noun the self is an individual's typical character or behavior so Character is personality or mind. Behavior is physical doing. So mind, body of an individual is the self, says Merriam-Webster. Or an individual's temporary behavior or character. So typical character or behavior, temporary, temporary or typical, acute or chronic, character, personality, behavior, activity. That's the self. <laughs> what a terrible definition. Or... Uh, the union of elements, which is about what we just said, body, emotions, thought, and sensations that constitute the individuality and identity of a person. So self as identity that we call individuality. 
and that's it. And number four, the entire person of the individual. <laughs> These are definitions that give nothing. They simply go in circles and say, uh, what is right? Well, it's the opposite of left. Ah, what's left? Well, it's the opposite of right. Uh-huh. So, obviously, they don't know. But they don't know, they don't know, and they don't care. And that's the human condition. There's an interesting page, though, on Wikipedia about self, which goes a little further, but not too much. <laughs> and I won't get into it here, because we'd never get back to raw, but first line, in philosophy, the self, quote, self, is an individual's own reflective consciousness. So that's self-consciousness. So <laughs> the self is self-consciousness. Uh-huh. That's actually very deep. Meaning, what is the self? It's the sense of self-consciousness. It's the sense of individualized identity. It's the consciousness of individualized identity. The perception of individualized identity is the self, which is, in Buddhism, the five skandhas, the upadana skanda, the clinging aggregates, which is basically form, feeling, perception, uh, sankara, and consciousness, which is self-consciousness or subjective, individualized, apparently individualized consciousness. Those five heaps constitute the sense of self in Buddhism. Here, the sense of self, the self is the sense of self. That's actually very deep, I think. The self is the individual's own reflective consciousness. The consciousness that turns back upon itself, <laughs> inward, uh, reflective. That it's a brilliant. It's actually a very deep comment. Reflective consciousness is um, um, kind of circular. Reflective means it's the reflection of something. Self is what's seen by reflective consciousness. When consciousness is no longer reflective, there's no more self, or there's no more sense of self. You see, self is the sense of self, and that's the sense of body-mind identity. And it's developed by reflection. And when reflection ends, meaning relationality, dualism, the sense, when, when reflection ends, when grasping and aversion end, when craving and uh, clinging end, there's no more reflection. There's stillness. Where there's stillness, um, the light of consciousness doesn't reflect back upon itself, thus generating a sense of self and identity and the whole drama of uh, self-cherishing. The reflection is ended Thus, there's no more sense of an individualized, discrete point of consciousness, and that then prior self-consciousness is liberated into universal awareness. It goes on, since the self is a reference to the same subject, meaning, um, you know, entity, <laughs> the entity that, that consciousness reflects itself, and generate consciousness is self-reflective, and its self-reflectivity gener is the gen is the genesis of a a sense of a separative se separative identity. Since the self, so-called, is a reference to the same subject, this reference is necessarily subjective. Uh huh. So the self is subjective. The sense of individualized 
identity uh, as the result of light's natural reflection upon itself, reflecting itself, generates subjectivity. And that's finished with breaking eighth fetter and leaving sixth density. It goes on, the sense of having a self or selfhood should, however, not be confused with subjectivity itself. Okay. And it says, ostensibly, this sense or sense of self is directed outward from the so-called subject to refer inward back to itself, itself, its self or itself. <laughs> and um, examples of psychiatric conditions where such sameness may become broken. Sameness, <laughs> sameness means I look in the mirror and I see myself or I look in the mirror and I think I'm seeing myself. <laughs> Examples of psychiatric conditions, there are not. There are also mystic and adept conditions, by the way, where such sameness may become broken. Include depersonalization, which sometimes occurs in schizophrenia, where the self appears different from the subject. Ah, what is the self and the subject? The idea, the sense, the self is the sense of self, and the subject is the speaker. So when the speaker doesn't realize he, she is the speaker, in, if it's a psychi psychi psychiatric condition, then we may talk about depersonalization, uh, schizophrenia, absolutely, personality disorder, very serious condition. Meanwhile, as they say, the um, I think it's um, um, Rumi and the Sufi saying that the the sage swims in the same waters in which the crazy man drowns. And so we're talking about the um, ending of subjectivity can occur in an order in a clear mind or a confused mind uh, with much chakra blockage or with n nearly no chakra blockage, both. And so there's true samadhi and there's tree stump samadhi. <laughs> there's true freedom from false identity and their psychiatric uh, psychopathological depersonalization schizophrenia they're not the same but they look similar and that's all we do on self <laughs> so what is the self that's uh, developing it's that sense of identity uh, it's basically referentiality itself relational refer re relational referentiality referencing to this and to that relativity uh, it's the infinite self-reflection. The inf infinite infinity in forms of light, which has no physical form prior to energy. <laughs> light shines, and it shines upon itself. Hmm. And it's uh, radiation, which includes radiating the radiation, its emission, the light shining, shines on the shining hmm? shining light illumination the light lights itself the light self lights and um, uh, illuminates itself what else is there that illumination of itself lights self illumination is taken as a self as identity so it's only infinity playing here you say <laughs> because that light its nature is infinity and it is infinity in the form of light uh, that then acquires uh, apparent selfhood or the sense of self, which is the uh, identity, <laughs> subjectivity. 
Okay, last question. Um, 1323, how does a third density planet become a fourth density planet? This is uh, where we'll end for today. Um, Okay, Ross said, the fourth density is, as we've said, this is from 1323. 13, session 13 is the big one on cosmology, cosmogenesis. Ross said, fourth density is, as we've said, as regularized in its approach as the striking of a clock upon the hour. The space-time, meaning space, of your solar system has enabled this planetary sphere, planet, to spiral into the space-time, meaning space, of a different vibrational configuration in the, in the galactic clock face or in the galaxy. This causes the planetary sphere, Earth, to be able to be molded by these new distortions, meaning um, electromagnetic and energy transformations by the energy influences associated with its region of space in the galaxy. However, the thought forms of your people during this transition period are such that the mind-body-spirit complexes of both individual and societies are scattered throughout the spectrum, the spectrum of consciousness and moral orientation. Instead of becoming able to grasp the needle, shall we say, and point the compass in one direction, meaning moral orientation. Dishonest folks are not morally oriented, or <laughs> when you fool yourself, you're morally disoriented. When you fool others deliberately, you're on the negative path of orientation. If you don't want to fool others and you don't want to fool yourself, you're well developing on the positive path of orientation. But in this case, Individuals and societies, groupings, are scattered throughout the spectrum of consciousness and intention and orientation, morally. Instead of becoming able to grasp the needle and point the compass in one direction, meaning which, what is your seeking? So this is a planet of confused seeking. Finally, they said, thus the entry into the vibration of love, sometimes called by your people the vibration of understanding. <laughs> Actually, nobody talks about love and understanding as the same other than Ra, as far as I've seen. This entry into the vibration of love, sometimes called by your people the vibration of understanding, is not effective with the present social complex, societal. Thus, the harvest shall be such that many will repeat the third density cycle. Indeed, the energies of your wanderers, your teachers, and your adepts at this time are all bent upon increasing the harvest. However, there are few to harvest. Now, this was 1981, stated 42 years ago. Now, are there many to harvest? No, I don't think so. I mean, as always, um, I would imagine, you know, uh, 5 to 15 percent. Probably 7 to 12. Maybe that's generous. Maybe it's uh, not. But I don't think there are many to harvest. Because many of the people that we look around and say, hey, you're kind of a sweet person, he's a wanderer. <laughs> so... But it's interesting, um, energies of wanderers and teachers and adepts who are uh, hidden are all bent upon increasing the harvest. We're all bent and trying to help them or help the planet with its uh, smooth harvesting. So, okay, that'll be it for today. I think that's uh, rich. I hope it's useful. Next week we pick up on uh, page four. Uh, of the intro of the Law of Earth, Earth timeline, Earth history timeline from Lawrence Manzo with 18.5. And I guess we will complete this introduction next time. So I hope it's been good for you too. And uh, keep, your, keep your wits about you. 
take good care see you next time and good night